Welcome to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards, a daily podcast bringing you an inside look at the Vegas Golden Knights 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. I'm Justin Russo with the Golden Knights on Thursday, May 4th, and last night the VGK kicked off round two with a bang, grabbing a 6-4 win against the Edmonton Oilers in game one in a back-and-forth affair in front of a raucous crowd at T-Mobile Arena. The Golden Knights offense was firing on all cylinders, and they withstood a four-goal performance from Leon Dreisaitl to take the early advantage in the series. Now, there was lots to talk about after that one, and thankfully, on today's show, we have Dan Duva and Gary Lawless, who broke things down from the broadcast booth after the game. In the radio broadcast booth at T-Mobile Arena, the Golden Knights have defeated the Edmonton Oilers 6-4 to open round two. Gary, the Golden Knights trailed 1-0. They rallied back. Oilers tied it up. The Knights pulled away at the end to make it a 6-4 final. Oilers had not lost in regulation since March 11th with a losing regulation against one of their old goalies, Lauren Brossois, here today. Yeah, playoffs are like an onion, and you just keep peeling layer after layer off, and you learn as you go forward. So for me, the big thing, the big takeaway from tonight was that Vegas does have that will, Zach Whitecloud called it will, called it maturity, that they're not going to get pushed out of games. Uh, you know, just because Edmonton has a vaunted offense and this crazy power play and they score the first time they get a power play, the Golden Knights, you know, they're like, okay, whatever, go right down the ice and counter right away with an Ivan Barbashev goal. And they did that all night long. Um, I think that the Golden Knights... I wonder how much better the Oilers will get as the series goes on. We know what the Oilers are. They're a real high-tempo offense with a great power play and a couple of, you know, exceptional players. One of them was as good as he's ever going to be tonight. Leon Dreisaitl has four. I don't think there was a break. Was the shorty maybe kind of on our power play? Did they get a look? Maybe it was not. You know, when I know the last goal, they turned on the Jets and we got caught a little, being a little aggressive. We were attacking and... So there's a three-on-two there on Dreisaitl's uh, 11th goal of the playoffs. Does that sound funny to you? 11 goals. We're in the first game of the second round. I mean, unbelievable. So his 11th goal, we got a little, you know, probably lost some awareness on the transition that could happen to us. Uh, So that's an odd man rush. But I thought for the most part their chances were they had to earn them. And and we're okay with that. I mean, they got good players, a lot of good players. So do we. We didn't want to give too many free ones. I don't know if it's frustrating because there's special players that do special things. We have some of those. Um, and again, you're just trying to limit as many times he can do that. I think those goals happen a lot now. Uh, did McDavid try it later? Was it the same play, right? I think it was, in, you know, 97-29 sometimes there, there's a blur there. but um, And I saw it the other night in a, in a couple other games. I can't, you know, there's been so many games lately, but I see a lot of people trying that shot now. So, And I think they practice it. 
from behind the goal line and right at the goal line. So credit to 29. Um, he's a great hockey player, and it doesn't surprise me he did that. And you know he's trying to, right? He literally scooped the puck and softly. It wasn't like he turned and whipped it. You know what I mean? It was deliberate, and he executed. McDavid doesn't, you know, factor in terms of scoring a goal, but, uh, you know, to assist. So uh, you just, I just wonder, you know what I mean? You're, you're not going to – how often are you going to get more than six points out of those two players, right? Like that's – that, that's that three points each is a four and two in this case. That's a very good night for those two guys. So I, I don't know what more we can expect from the Oilers. I think from the Golden Knights end of things, you know, there's uh, they could be a little sharper in their own zone in a couple of areas. They took a really undisciplined penalty uh, at the end of the second period that resulted in a power play goal. And I think Lauren Brassois, Lauren Brassois will be better the next game. I think that this was, he had a look at it and he's like, okay, I can deal with this. You know, really, it, you know, the, the dry side goal at the end of the first period that bounces in off his back, how often is that going to happen, right? So uh, I think if he holds Edmonton to three or less most nights, Vegas is going to win. Golden Knights have a terrific record when getting three goals in their postseason history. Now, if they'd only scored three goals today, they would have lost four to three. Special teams battle ends up even, each team with two power play goals. Bruce Cassidy has said that the Knights are going to need to score goals to win the series. Whether the Oilers are scoring them at even strength, power play, whatever, we know the Knights have been very disciplined throughout the regular season. And the Knights score six. You know, if you look at the previous round, they've got one in the first game, but then five, five, four, and four. Today they get six, including the empty netter. Yeah, uh, I think that's depth. And the other thing that we saw tonight, Edmonton doesn't have the depth to match what, what Vegas can do. Paul Del Santos, NHL.com. Bruce, today, Leon Dreisaitl was four, but your team has what we'd call a no pass. Would you call tonight's performance a no passenger type of performance? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always guys you'll look at the next day that could have been better in a certain area, but no, we were, we used, there's, there's no one that we, Said, hey, they're not up to it tonight, or the moments are too big, whatever the case may be. We used our 60, we used our, our four lines. We didn't have to get too far away from our line combinations. That's usually another sort of indication that maybe someone's off. So, um, nope, I thought we were good. Um, we're, we're aware of their top guys and the, the, the damage they can do, but we, we like our team. Uh, we feel that if our team plays well, then. Uh, have success. Edmonton went 11 and 7, and they lost uh, Matthias Janmark early. But you know, they, they their forward group they play that the top six guys so much. Like time on ice tonight, Drysidle 24, McDavid 24, Hyman 23, Petrangelo 23, and Darnell Nurse 21. Edmonton had seven players play over play 20 minutes or more, Vegas only had two. As this series goes, I'll tell you what, this is the way it's going to be. Jay Woodcroft is going to win or lose with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl redlining them. And Bruce Cassidy is going to win or lose rolling four lines and 60. He, his, his, Bruce will walk away from this saying, I've got the depth, I've got to use it. That is my reservoir. That is what I must tap. That is 
how I'm going to water the grass. I'm going to use every sprinkler head. They are going to take the hose and stand there and try and spray it all over the lawn. Which one works better? And you know, the, that's a fantastic analogy. I, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> I wish you could see us here in the booth. Big smile on yours truly. The Knights only give the Oilers 15 shots on goal through two periods. It's the third period where the Oilers start to pour it on, and you wonder about, is that a sign of things to come? Is it the Oilers pulling out all the stops, playing those guys as you just outlined? What are we more likely to see going forward, the Golden Knights that held the Oilers to just the 15 shots through two, or a Golden Knights team that gets stuck in its own zone because the Oilers are throwing their top talent out there? Yeah, no, I think Vegas can break the puck out quicker and and get up the ice we had Zach Whitecloud on after the game and he I said Vegas I thought that there was some areas of their game where they weren't sharp he pushed back and said he thought they were I disagree with him they when they did not now what he might say is Edmonton's a lot better than Winnipeg but the way when Vegas controlled the game against the Jets at certain junctures in that series, especially in the first two periods of Game 5. It was five guys moving up the ice together and moving back together. They got disconnected in the third period in terms of breaking their puck, breaking the puck out of the zone, and then they had to ice the puck a lot or flip it up, and Edmonton was just allowed to easily reload. That's the one area I think, I, I think Vegas could be a little more disciplined. They could do a better job along the walls with their their forwards could getting trying to get the puck out and and they'll look at video and Bruce Cassidy will say look when they're crashing down there's going to be somebody open and they've got to pop to that guy there, there'll be some things that that Bruce can look at and say we can do this and this this better I wonder if Jay Woodcroft can do the same thing because I don't think he has he's got he's got the two thoroughbreds but. He's also got some nags, and Vegas has a whole bunch of Clydesdales. <laughs> Zach Whitecloud, you mentioned, two assists, first career multi-point playoff game. He's played 45 playoff games now for the Knights. Assists coming in two different ways. One of them, early on, from his own end, setting up the Amadio Carlson-Smith line. Oilers in the zone, put towards the net. Whitecloud blocks the shot, starts it out to Carlson. Across the line, to the right, a drive, and a goal! Right wing shot from Amadio. The Knights take the lead. Twos puts the Knights up 2-1. to one. On the rush, Carlson down the middle. Mike Amadio's second goal of the playoffs. The Knights in front for the first time here in game one. And... Amadio finishes it off, but it's White Cloud in front of his own goal out to Carlson in transition for that goal. That gave the Knights a 2-1 to one lead. Later on, he gives Vegas a 4-3 to three lead on a point shot that's tipped in by Ivan Barbashev. Point is, that's two different style, even strength goals for the Knights. And defensemen involved in both of them because other than Petrangelo, we haven't seen a Knights defenseman really impact things offensively. Theodore had a couple of assists, but today you saw Zach Whitecloud help create that. And again, two different ways. Yeah, well, and I think that having McNabb and Theodore miss game five of the Winnipeg series forced Whitecloud and Haig into a more, uh, a, a more important role or a more uh, taxing role. They played more minutes, and they played against higher, uh, higher competition. Yeah, Haig played 26 minutes in Game 5. And they really, 
really showed well. And I think that helped their confidence. And it also says to Bruce Cassidy and John Stevens, we can keep throwing these guys out. Because they were out there against McDavid and Dreisaitl a lot tonight. And actually, I think Haig's length gives him, like, you can't chase McDavid around. But if you can use your stick and your length and your strength to t- cut ice away from him, which which Haig was able to do, that's a bonus. And you can see throughout the evening, Connor McDavid's only shot through 40 minutes was a shorthanded shot in transition. The Knights, several players, and I'm thinking in particular forwards, Carlson and Matteo made good plays to take the puck away from uh, from McDavid, and then Eichel, late stages of the game. It's always fun to see those two go head-to-head on the ice. The Knights made it a more frustrating evening for Connor McDavid probably than he's had in a while. Yeah, for, for sure. He was... Uh... Yeah, you didn't just you just didn't see a ton of them, and then in the third period, he really started to started to motor. Here's a question, and this question will be being asked in Edmonton right now on talk radio, and we'll really get going tomorrow morning for game two. Is it Stuart Skinner or is it Jack Campbell? There's there's a discussion that is going to be had. Uh, so t- at tonight's game up here in the press box, Bob Nicholson, the team's president, is here. Ken Hall and the GM is here. That's the same as Vegas, you know, George McPhee, Kelly McCrimmon, they travel all the time. But those guys are really senior, experienced guys. Woodcroft is a young coach, only in his second or third year in the NHL. I think two and a half years, came in halfway through uh, and then has been there the last two years. It'll be fascinating to see. They've got an extra day to think about it as well. You know, you start to start to tie yourself in into knots, and it it uh, Ken Holland, it, I'm sure, has a big say in things for the Oilers. I'll be fascinated to see what they come up with. So, in the first round, Jack Campbell did get one victory, coming out of relief of Stuart Skinner. And in the regular season, you know, Campbell won 21 games. Skinner played 29. Campbell, of course, had been the backup for Jonathan Quick with the Kings when the Knights swept Los Angeles in the first round five years ago. But Campbell's um, had a good season. It's worth the consideration. Again, with the time between games and two days going into game two. Regulation loss. Edmonton hasn't had one of those in I don't know how long. March 11th. Yeah. Yeah. So they just got punched in the mouth. And now, and it's, as Mike Tyson likes to say, Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Well, now, let's see what the Oilers counter with. We'd be remiss if we did not mention Ivan Barbashev. Acquired by the Golden Knights at the deadline from St. Louis, he now has three goals this postseason, including two today. On the left wing, the gap slides it in. Behind for Fogle, his pass broken upside of the net, stopped! Loose puck, still near the slot, another try! They score! Barbashev! Vegas ties it, going to work in the crease, interior opportunities, and the finish for Barbashev. One one time, four and a half minutes into the game. Eichel breaks left wall, hassled on the near side, rink wide right. White Clouds pass attempt blocked by Nugent Hopkins. White Cloud again, out high, a wrist shot, score! Tipped in front. Barbashev, second of the day, Knights back in the lead. Four, three Golden Knights, two and a half minutes into the third. White Cloud, second point of the day. A right point shot. Barbashev, right in the blue ice. Vegas, just a moment after surrendering the lead, takes it right back. That impact for the Knights 
whether Barbashev is playing a physical fourth-line role, as he had toward the end of the regular season, or in a top-end type of role. He's also on the power play, and boy, he has done exactly what the Golden Knights might have hoped for him. Yeah, absolutely. Ivan has been... I think that this, that has the stakes get higher. He's been in these games. He knows how great it is to achieve, but he also knows what you have to do to achieve. So he's he's raised his level. And the one other guy I would mention is Jonathan Marcia. So you can always tell when he's just about to break out. And Carrier fed him, and he had a real good close chance in tight on Skinner in the third period. It didn't drop. I'll tell you right now, Jonathan scores in game two. He was very close. He draws the penalty that leads to Vegas's first power play goal. He's been, until this game, the franchise leader in postseason goals, 21. But he has been tied by Carlson and Stone. With Stone's goal today, he has overtaken those guys. Now 22 career power play goals. And Jonathan is the franchise leader in most offensive categories. Mark Stone's got that. 22nd goal. How do you think Mark looked today after leaving practice early, and is that something that we need to keep an eye on? Oh, definitely. Yeah, we have to keep an eye on that. I thought there were parts of Mark's game, the offensive part, when he had the puck and he was able to create really good. Um, I thought he struggled uh, in the in his own zone, uh, and it felt to me just like game, it was better than game one of the Winnipeg series of round one, because of the offensive impact, but the defensive side of the game wasn't quite there where Mark would like it to be. It wasn't as sharp. It wasn't as sharp. It wasn't as sharp. And also, I, I, you know, I think he's worried about getting hit. That's natural. Uh, he's going to have to figure that out because you can't play that way. Yeah. You have six days in between games, and you wonder, you know, for a lot of these guys, they wanted the rest. Stone hadn't played a game in a couple of months. He probably doesn't want the rest. Um, and... You know, the last thing to mention, Gary, is the fact that with Will Carrier in the lineup for two games, McNabb and Theodore back in, this lineup today, it's the first time we've seen this configuration with these 18 skaters and that goalie. It's the first time here, and it comes in the sixth postseason game of the year. The Knights finally get to a lineup that you might have drawn up on paper if you knew all the available pieces. And it seems like now would be the time for the Knights to show what they can do. And then the next part of that is, should there be any adjustments to the lineup going into game two, whether it's the same 18 skaters moving players around, or as we talked about on the radio today, those guys who were healthy scratches this evening, you know. Not for game two. Not for game two. There's two days off. They don't play till Saturday afternoon, four o'clock puck drop so you not now but you know maybe and then you go up to Edmonton you know maybe game three in Edmonton maybe you say hey we're gonna pop in Teddy Bluger we're gonna give ourselves a little more juice problem is who do you take out because everybody's going pretty good right now Lauren Brossois earns the victory how about this fun fact from our statistician extraordinaire Ray LaBeouf and so how about this Lauren Brossois becomes the second goaltender in Stanley Cup playoffs history to face two former teams in the same postseason. Who was the other one? Gary already knows, so I'll tell you. Bernie Perron, 1976 and 1977, with the Flyers, both postseasons. Perron faced off against the Leafs and the Bruins. Did it in 76, did it again in 77. Here in 2023, 
Lauren Brossois dispatches the Jets, his second pro team, and now has taken on the Edmonton Oilers, his first pro team, the organization with which he spent five professional seasons. Remember, he was drafted by Calgary back in 2011, but never played for Calgary at the professional level. And by the way, Brossois as a Golden Knight against the Edmonton Oilers, regular season and playoffs combined, three wins, no losses. That's all from the Fortress. Golden Knights take game one, round two, final score, Vegas six, Oilers four. Well, good stuff there from Dan and Gary, and I really like the point that Gary made a bit earlier on where he talked about where Edmonton goes from here, right? I mean, they have this potent offense. They have the best player in the world. So, you know, at some point they're going to get things going. But if you're Vegas, you just took a massive punch from Leon Dreisaitl and what is likely, I mean, hey, who, who knows? Nobody would have expected him to have had four goals in this game. But in what is likely going to be his highest goal output in this series, and you live to tell the tale, a 6-4 to four win for the Golden Knights despite giving up four to Leon Dreisaitl. And look, again, McDavid and Dreisaitl are always dangerous, and, and you never know how much they can explode in this series. But as Gary said, they combined for six points, and the VGK were able to handle it and get the win. So a great sign early on for Vegas on how they can handle this high-flying Edmonton attack, and we'll see what adjustments Edmonton makes for Game 2 and if Vegas can continue to shut them down just enough offensively to keep things going and grab a 2-0 series lead on Saturday. And speaking of Saturday and the rest of the potential home games in Round 2, tickets are still on sale right now for games in Round 2 against the Edmonton Oilers. You can get a playoff strip to ensure you get the same seats for every home game in the round. Or you can get single-game tickets just like usual. Be sure to head over to VegasGoldenKnights.com for tickets to Round 2 of the 2023 Stanley Cup Playoffs against the Edmonton Oilers. Now I'll take a second to remind you as well to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss a moment of the team's quest for the Stanley Cup right here on VGK Today. Tomorrow, Gary Lawless joins us as the VGK have an off day tomorrow, and they'll get some rest in ahead of Game 2 on Saturday, and we'll see if the VGK can replicate their performance from last night's Game 1. Justin Russo signing off for episode 18 of VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards.